listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? This is the Road to Omaha Podcast, a podcast about college baseball presented by Apollo Media. I'm Stoney, and I'm here with my boy Dez. And Des, I have one question for you. Just one. Yeah, what's that? Is Texas back? Texas is back, folks. That's all I can say. I don't know I can say for every sport, but uh, the sun is shining. The birds are chirping. Texas is back. Shaka has the boys as a three seed in March Madness. And uh, David Pierce over at Dishfalk has the boys uh, making, some, making some moves and uh, having some dubs. Yeah, so Texas, we'll just start it off right there because Texas looked pretty bad against SEC play three weeks Very ago. Bad. Very bad. Three weeks ago, they had they went through the gauntlet, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, three of the top five teams, and they, they didn't win again. They didn't look great. The pitching wasn't there, all that kind of jazz. So South Carolina marches all the way down to Austin, and South Carolina been mashing some baseballs. Undefeated South Carolina. Undefeated, undefeated South Carolina. Number 12, because I hadn't really played anyone yet, but undefeated South Carolina, been hitting bombs, gassing people. It's SEC baseball in full effect. They marched all the way to Austin just to lose three games. That's all they did. All they did was lose three games. All they did. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the I just put my head down and go to work every single day, Stoney. Um, but I, I read in the papers, they call it the Des Effect. And this being in Austin and, and seeing a sweep of – a supposedly SEC powerhouse um, had me chanting SEC in the stands. So uh, it was good to see Texas baseball do what Texas baseball should do. And that's uh, win ball games at dish fault. And um, I'm not gonna lie. It was, it was a really great atmosphere. It was 25% capacity. Um, super fortunate to have uh, season tickets. Uh, my parents have season tickets to the game. So they, they let us have a, a couple. So we made a road trip to Austin and uh, to see two top 25 teams play each other anytime is always a great thing. But uh, at Dishwalk is always special. And to see these horns um, bounce back, like you said, after that very tough week against SEC opponents, um, sweep, sweep South Carolina. And it was great. Uh, the crowd was alive. I mean, it was fun. Wind was blown out. Guys are smiling, having a good time. And uh, obviously winds, winds make everything better. So, uh, all in all, it was a great, great weekend in Austin, Texas. Yeah, so for those that didn't know, our own Des was at the Saturday game between South Carolina and Texas, having a grand old time. Tweeted out a few videos from the at Road to Omaha pod on Twitter. Go follow it if you haven't. Um, got a really good video of Des freaking out because he thought there was a bomb. Just complete tank off of the bat of South Carolina, and all of a sudden it was a warning track. And he goes, oh, it's not a bomb. And it, it might it was probably my second favorite video of the weekend. And my favorite video of the weekend, if you haven't seen it, head to the Twitter at Road to Omaha Pod, was LSU player. I can't remember who it was, but he was sitting on second base. And the pitcher, the opposing pitcher. From UTSA. From UTSA. Turns around to pick him off at second base. The camera pans to the second base. The guy hadn't moved off of the bag. He was still standing there. And it was the funniest thing ever because the announcer even lost it. The commentators were losing it. Everyone was laughing. It was just one of the – it was my favorite video of all time. 
so far for college baseball. There's it's going to be surpassed next weekend. I know it is. There's going to be a better video, but nevertheless, great video if you haven't seen it at Rodo Omaha Pod on Twitter. Yeah, now, I think it was one of our first most traction tweet that we've had. I think the SEC baseball account with like twelve thousand followers retweeted us and it was just a funny scene. It was just a pitcher spinning around to do a back pick and the shortstop, excuse me, the second baseman was just standing at the bag and the guy hadn't even taken a lead off and he was just standing on second base and it was just awkwardness. And I think the announcers too tried to play it off where the co- the color commentator was like, Hey, you know, maybe it was a design play. And the other guy was like, no, absolutely not. This guy was just, just doing it. And he just was giving it to the poor UTSA pitcher. But like you said, it's probably one of the best videos that we've we've had so far in the uh, young young scene of uh, Road Omaha. Yeah. So before we get any further, that Twitter account had 80 followers last weekend. We're already at 155 and counting on Sunday. So we've almost doubled in size in one week. We love all the interactions with you. We got a lot of Arkansas, LSU, Texas fans all in the mentions. They're having fun. They're retweeting their favorite. A lot of college baseball highlights from all over the country. We're not just singling out the Big 12, the SEC. We're, we're tweeting out ACC, Pac-12, Big 10, mid-major, little schools. We, we've got all kinds of highlights there. So for your best college baseball video content, head to there. We'll have Twitter going every game day. So without further ado, let's get into how the top 25 fared last weekend. Yeah. Um, so we it. go off of D1 baseball rankings here. I believe it's the most reliable college baseball rankings. It's usually the most consistent with how I feel and how most other journalists feel. So that's what we're going off of D one baseball. Great site. So number one, Arkansas, they played law tech. They looked pretty good on Friday. They had to walk it off or they didn't walk it off. They, they had to go ahead Homer and what the 10th or 11th inning. Yeah. Was, our guy, Jalen battles. Yeah. Bombs. Absolute. Probably still going. Yeah. Still it's, going. It hadn't landed yet. It's, it's heading over the Louisiana border into Mississippi. Yeah. It, it was an absolute tank, and then they won pretty convincingly yesterday. And then today, they got shut out, the number one team in the nation. So two out of three, not bad. You can't ask for much more except for a sweep. Didn't do it. Vandy went to OSU. They were number uh, two in the nation. They clinched the doubleheader on Saturday. Absolute madness. Kumar Rocker, or, uh, Jack Leiter. Sorry, I keep, I keep calling him out because he's that yeah, good. Because he's that, he's good. that he good. I think he's better than just that already. And, and no disrespect to Al, who had a, a great professional career. But Jack is uh, legitimate in all caps. Yes. Jack, to, to, face, to face Rocker and, and Jack in a doubleheader on a Saturday, um, I, one of my buddies said – he would, he said, what would you do if you had to face those two guys uh, on a Saturday doubleheader? And he was like, I would roll my ankle getting off the bus before we played. Like, cause you have no chance. You're, you're literally staring down an over six, over seven day, like maybe, maybe one foul tip. Like if, if you're lucky. Either guy got touched 13 combined innings from those two and two games one day. It's just madness. They ended up losing the, uh, the last game of the series, Oklahoma State showed up against someone other than Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter, which, sure, whatever, they hit a lot of tanks. Michigan uh, – not Michigan State, Mississippi State, alma mater. They played Eastern Michigan. They swept the series. Number four, Ole Miss, they played ULM. They dropped the series finale, but they won the first two. Number five, Florida played Jacksonville, dropped the opener, and then won the next two. 
Number six, UCLA, potentially on our frauds list. Lost Fraudulent. Two, two out of three to Cal Poly. Number seven, Georgia Tech, lost two out of three to Pittsburgh. Georgia Tech also potentially on the frauds list. Number eight, Miami. Uh, they won two games against Wake Forest, then had a cancellation for Sunday. Not sure what happened there. Number nine, Texas Tech. They played UConn, swept them. They were a lot of close games, though. UConn's not a too shabby of a team, but Texas Tech got the job done. Number 10, Louisville played Boston College and swept them. That was a top 25 matchup between number 10, Louisville, and number 17, Boston College. Number 11, TCU. Dropped the series to Gonzaga, lost two out of three, potentially a fraud. Number 12, South Carolina, as we said earlier, Texas swept them. It was a hell of a series for Texas. Number 13, Oklahoma State, like we said, they lost the first two to Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter, potentially number one and two picks in the MLB draft. We're not going to fault them there. Not at all. And then, hey, they stole one. We said, yeah. hey, we last week we said, if you steal one from Vanderbilt, that is almost a series win. Obviously, things change when you're in a regional and super regional, but this far into, into the season, a non-conference play for Oklahoma State, taking one, I, I, think, it's a, I think it's a win. Yeah, Vandy's number two on paper or on all these rankings and everything because they lost one game to Georgia State and Arkansas was undefeated. That was the only way to have it done. But Vandy is the team to beat this year. Yeah. You have two pitchers that can carry you to Omaha and carry you through Omaha. That's the difference. A lot of these teams can get to Omaha with their pitching staffs because they're a year older. They got most of them back because a lot of them didn't leave in the draft. But Vandy is scary. Yeah, they're a wagon for sure. And we're going to say that every week. They're scary. Um, moving on, we got number 14, East Carolina. They played Charlotte. They swept. Number 15, Tennessee, played UNC Greensboro. They swept. Number 16, Oregon State. We had a pretty good match between the, the Civil War, as they used to call it in football. I don't know what they call it anymore, but they played Oregon. Dropped the first two to a very convincing and hot seven-game win streak through Oregon. They Oregon ended up dropping the last game, but – Seven-game win streak and beating your rival at Oregon State is hell of a weekend for them. I wouldn't be surprised we see Oregon not next week, but the week after they keep it up uh, cracking the top 25. I mean, they're, yeah. they're hot. They're playing good baseball. For sure. I could see them cracking it this week, honestly. They, they had two really good weekends against two really good ranked teams. So um, Boston College, as we said, they got swept by Louisville. Texas swept South Carolina. Number 18 Virginia Tech they played Florida State and they dropped two out of three so ACC not a great weekend uh number 20 FAU played Indiana State and they dropped the series Florida Atlantic actually beat Florida a week and a half or so ago yeah. in a midweek game and Florida FAU was looking good they had the kid that came in and hit two grand slams in one inning in his first two coll collegiate at bats I mean they were hot and now they're not I said it right then and there, that kid that knocked <laughs> a grand slam in his in his first two at bats, I was like, dude, just just stop playing. Like there's literally nothing you can do from this moment. Like everything's just gonna be just going down south. Like there's nothing you can do. Like you literally peaked in your first two at bats in your collegiate career. Um, but I mean, I would love to be that person. I would love to be in that spot, like, hey, yeah, pin tanks my first two at bats. Like, but here we are, Florida Atlantic dropping two or three on the weekend. Not great. Yeah, eight ribbies in one game is special. Eight ribbies in two at bats in your first two at bats is incredible. It's oh yeah, it's untouchable. So, I would I would literally be with Joey Freshwater. Shout out Lane Kiffin. 
at the beach bars, living life up, retired after those two at bats. You already live in Boca. You've you've got half of it down. You're in Boca Raton. <laughs> you just just drop out, dude. Live move the in, Boca life. Move in with the retirement community. I'm sure they can cover you over there. Um, anyway, number 21, LSU played UTSA. They swept the series. However, 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 Stephen A. Smith, however, the least pretty sweep that we saw this uh, weekend. Number 22, UC Santa Barbara. They swept San Francisco, but also, again, not very pretty. Number 23, West Virginia. They played Central Michigan. They dropped the first two and won the, the last game. So that's that's a case for falling out of the top 25, not staying in it. Um, number 24, Arizona, Wichita State. They won one, they lost one. And then Arizona did a weird thing. They played Air Force for two games Saturday and Sunday. Lost one and won one. I think they play again tomorrow too. So I'm weird series. I think there were some cancellations going on. So they, they moved up a game and they just decided to play four from Thursday through Sunday, which is not a uncommon thing, but two different teams, one, one, one lost one. So, and then finishing out top 25, Notre Dame, they played Virginia and they swept them in a pretty convincing fashion. A lot of home runs, a lot of runs. So going to run from the top to the bottom, top 25, Arkansas, Vandy, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Florida, UCLA, Georgia Tech, Miami, Texas Tech, Louisville, TCU, South Carolina, Oklahoma State, East Carolina, Tennessee, Oregon State, Boston College, Texas, Virginia Tech, FAU, LSU, UC Santa Barbara, West Virginia, Arizona, and Notre Dame rounding it out. So I'd see Notre Dame moving up quite a few spots because there's a lot of losses here in Des. Yeah, there's a lot of carnage. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, the the top top five, uh, other than Mississippi State who swept, the other the other four of the five, you know, took two of two or three. You had UCLA drop two. You had Georgia Tech drop two. Uh, Texas Tech is doing its thing. Louisville bounced back. TCU is kind of floundering a bit. Uh, obviously, South Carolina coming into Austin getting swept. Uh, they should drop um, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State dropping two, three at home. Obviously, it's Vanderbilt, uh, but that was one of the teams we talked about last week. Like, hey, are they? You know, they've they've co- they coasted so far, and now they're playing someone uh, obviously legitimate and stealing one. Obviously, helps them out. I think in my eyes. But you see the top 25, and you see a lot of losses. I, I just think Oregon's going to make a move up, uh, having a strong weekend. Uh, Louisville bounced back, obviously. Texas should move uh, up. But as we approach um, conference play, uh, the top 25 is going to be kind of fluid. And then you're going to have a series of the Big 12 and SEC just beating each other up uh, week in and week out. Uh, it's almost – a it's almost apparent that you have to win at home taking two or three uh, to, to stay in the top 25, because uh, I think the voters and the, the people across college baseball are going to be chalking up. If, if you lose a home series, that's going to be weighed a lot more in those two divisions, but then you have Pac-12 baseball, you know, you have these guys out on the West coast balling out. You have the guys up in, in the ACC and even up in uh, the Northeast as well, playing good baseball as well. So um, they could slip into the top 25 and make a move. So it's going to be really interesting how the voters check out and how they weight um, certain conferences. Obviously, I think um, bias aside in, on this pod, the SEC and Big 12, the way we talk about it, but I think the voters themselves weighed a little bit more heavy than other other conferences. So 
uh, I'm excited to see it shake out. Um, I just, I think good baseball's coming every weekend. Like we're going to see it. And I think we've been seeing it um, that nothing's going to be giving and everything be taken from, from these teams. Yeah. And the biggest takeaway here is anyone can win and anyone can lose in college baseball this year. Everyone is deep mid-major little schools, Vandy's Arkansas's all of these teams are wildly deep and it's, a much more even playing field than it has been in probably ever. The SEC and the Big 12, like you said, usually run amok. They run through each other, and they can go 500 in conference play, and then there'll be a national seed when it comes to regionals. That's just how it goes because those are the best teams. Everyone kind of knows it. But this year, if you're going to non-conference play and you're nervous during a midweek or you have a non-conference game uh, weekend, there there's some scary teams. Louisiana Tech – they shut out Arkansas, complete game shutout. You, you just – Virginia didn't look very good to the start of the season, and they were top 25 team for a few weeks. Now Notre Dame just came in and swept them. Boston College beat Auburn last weekend and then comes to Louisville and gets swept again. Pittsburgh is atop the ACC, and they're not even ranked. They just beat up on Georgia Tech. So, I mean, anyone can win, anyone can lose. It's – Pretty much anyone's year, like we're talking about Vanderbilt and how they have these two guys, and that may be all it takes. But anyone can win, anyone can lose. It's anyone's year. Omaha could be eight mid-major teams. Who knows? I, I honestly have no idea what's going on. It's absolute chaos. We wrote down all of these wins and losses from the top 25, and it's just a lot of L's, a lot of W's. Yeah, I think it's going to be fluid. Like you said, every team is – and we touched on it last week. Every team due to COVID is – is coming back with a super team essentially because of uh, seniors getting the extra year of eligibility, juniors getting an extra year of eligibility, and the, the draft itself being you know limited. Uh, so guys are coming back to school and you know you know using it for their furthering their education and and obviously uh, opening the door a little bit longer their playing careers. So I think it's going to be what team gets hot at the the right moment. Obviously, we we think Vanderbilt is the team to beat with with. Kumar and, and Jack, but um, you never know. At, at one point, they could run across a team that's the hottest team in the country, and that's that's baseball. Maybe like you just have a team meshing at the right time, and and you run through a chainsaw, and that's that's what we've seen in the past. Um, I, that's what I think I'm really excited about the most this year, and but actually throughout the next three four years, because we're going to see the repercussions of um, the eligibility of these players and the uh, limited rounds of the Major League Baseball draft that you really have these super teams for the next three or four years. So um, I'm excited. I think college baseball is in a good spot. I think um, the more exposure that we uh, at Apollo can give them and throughout the country, like these guys, these guys just want to – they want to have the, the thousand retweets and the thousand favorites, and they want to go viral for – like their, their counterparts in the fall, you know, when they, a pick six or a badass touchdown, they want to, they want, they want, they want to be viral. So uh, we're seeing it with the, the pimp jobs and we're seeing it with the emotion. So I'm super excited to hi highlight and showcase these guys. Yeah. So the top 25, it's going to be a lot different next week. It's going to come out tomorrow morning when you're probably hearing this, but we'll, we'll talk about it next week and uh, coming up next on road to Omaha podcast, we got a new segment called Fraud or Not. So that's coming up. And welcome back to the Road to Omaha podcast presented by Apollo Media. I'm here with Dez, 
But Des, do you follow at Pod on Twitter? Uh, I do. I do. It's one of my top my top follows. Um, it's our little our little baby that we've grown from one to nothing, and uh, absolutely love the content we put out. Yeah, so a lot of college baseball tweets coming out there. We've got a lot of celebrations, a lot of home runs, a lot of strikeouts, a lot of shit talking that's going on down there. So we got a lot of Arkansas and LSU and Texas fans on that account. And they're replying, they're retweeting, they're quote tweeting. So if you're a fan of any of their rivals, make sure you follow us. You can get in fights with them on Twitter as well. But anyways, subscribe, resubscribe, leave a comment, five-star review, at Road to Omaha Pod, and on the podcast. So... Yes, we got this new segment. We might do this every week. We might not, but it's it's called Fraud or Not. Fraud or Not. I love it. So basically the whole concept is, is this team fraudulent because they're an Omaha contender and they're not going to make it to Omaha or even a super regional and maybe lose in the regional if possible, or are they not? And they're, they're going to be just fine. They look rough right now. They're going to go through the motions through March and maybe the beginning of April and then turn it on when it comes to May and when baseball gets really important. So that's what we're going to run through. we got a few teams here. So, Des, I'm going to start it off. Okay, let's do it. Oklahoma State, fraud or not? I'm going to say not. I think we touched on it that their schedule was very light and they did what teams should do, and that's win. And I told my buddy in high school when he finally kissed his girl that he was chasing, a win is a win. And they, that's what Oklahoma State did with their schedule. A win is a win. And then they ran through the, probably the best team in the country and took one of three. So a win is a win. I'm going to say not a fraud. Yeah, I'd have to agree. We haven't seen a whole lot of Oklahoma State other than this weekend against Vandy. They played a lot of so-so teams for the first 10 games. They were 9-0-1. Going into Vandy, obviously that's a big test and – you're going to run into Kumar and Jack Leiter. That's that's all it was. They ran it. It was like when you ran into Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole when they were going for that Cy Young in Houston. Like, it's the same kind of thing. You run into two hot pitchers and two of the best pitchers at the same time, it, it's not going to go very well for you. So, like you said, conference play starts next week. So, we're going to see a whole lot more of Oklahoma State versus really good teams. And we'll see how they are next week. Absolutely. Next, we got another OSU team but it's up in the Pacific Northwest. Oregon State, the Beavers, top 25 team, lost two of three to Oregon, their rivals, at home. Fraud or not, Des? Yeah, absolutely. I think they are frauds just because I just just got back from the Pacific Northwest in Oregon on a golf trip with my buddies. Uh, Loved the area, loved the towns, and everything that came about it. Spent some time in Eugene, and honestly, I thought Eugene was to be some Nike metropolis, and honestly, it was a small town and just had multi-million dollar buildings all around the city, Um, but what Oregon has done in the last two weeks has just gone in and won games, and Oregon State being at home, being the ranked team, letting a rival come in to your field and dropping the ball, fraud, fraudulent, Fraud, capital F-R-A-U-D, whatever, how you spell it, it's fraud. That Friday night game wasn't very particularly close. Oregon came out swinging. They had a lot of runs on the board. I think it was seven or eight runs. It was not a close game. Saturday was a little bit closer. I think it was a three-run game. 
but they came out on Oregon came out on top. And then today, another relatively close game. I think it was three, nothing, but if you already dropped the first two Sunday, doesn't particularly matter to a team that's not ranked and coming to your town. So yeah, Oregon state, I agree. Fraud up next, we got Georgia tech, the number seven team in the country lost two of three to unranked Pittsburgh at home fraud or not. Um, this is what I'm going to say. Georgia Tech. When I think Georgia Tech, I think I think three people. I think Calvin Johnson, I think Jimmy Carter, and I think Bobby Jones. Any of those guys, baseball guys? No. Um, let me let me fact check that real quick. No, yeah. I don't believe so. Absolutely not. Um, in the middle of Atlanta, Georgia, in SEC country, I I give Georgia Tech props. They're in the middle of SEC country, and you know they they want to be that team. But you know what? When you're number seven in the country, you can't drop two or three. You just can't do it in non-conference play. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to hit them with the fraudulent stamp. I'd agree. And that whole conference is very suspect. Correct. That whole conference has me thinking, what hot takes can I give? There's not a lot of hot takes because there's not a lot of hot teams. There's not a lot of good baseball. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of good pitching. This Did you know the score today for Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech? Did you see it? Please tell me. 18 to 12. It, you can't win games when you're giving up 18 runs. I mean, you're you're looking to get upset in a regional when you're giving up that many runs. Yeah, when your pitching is suspect and the other the opposing team's pitching is suspect and you lose two out of three at home to an unranked opponent, it doesn't show well for you. I'm I'm going fraud as well. Absolutely. Now We've got an interesting few teams coming up here. <laughs> We're heading down into the conference where things matter more. Okay. Where things matter more. I love that saying. Say it again. Just, just say it again for me. The, the Southeastern Conference. Oh, my gosh. It just means more. It just means more. See, I mean, you guys have made that saying relevant for a decade, and it just drives me up a tree. But I, I digress. I digress. But, it's you can't argue with it because Alabama's winning a national championship every other year in football. Every year. Every and then you got Vandy, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Florida, all these teams in the SEC from baseball schools that are not actually baseball schools. They're all football schools. Football is number one across the SEC. Correct. No, not even a question. But there are a few teams like Arkansas, Mississippi State, where baseball matters more at their school, but it's still not king. F- football's king. Football's, but, f- football's king in the South. Right. But the Southeastern Conference has a hell of a baseball program. And we're going to start it off back in Austin, Texas. The South hey. Carolina Gamecocks dropped in all three games against your Longhorns, Des. Fraud or not? All right, all right, all right. I'm going to say South Carolina is fraudulent. Look, I was there. I was – um, maybe a little intoxicated because I was at a ballpark having a nice cold beer for the first time in over a year. And just see, even though it was 25% capacity, it was an amazing sight. Just to sit there and have a nice cold beer and watching baseball um, was an amazing feeling. Like I, I, anyone that's listening, if you can go out to a game and just get out and just get away from it all. And I, I tweeted about it and we had a lot of positive feedback. I was, it, Things may not be normal, but just in that moment, it felt all right. 
And to see Texas and South Carolina play uh, was like truly special because it was two top 25 teams playing against each other. Uh, obviously, Friday night, I didn't get to see um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Man, the, the stud and the ace of Texas, um, do his thing. But to see Texas on Saturday uh, after winning Friday night, uh, when time matter went seven. And, and hey, shout out South Carolina. They made him work. Seven innings, only five strikeouts when he was striking everyone out. Um, Texas, you know, s- sneaked some runs in that in, in game one. But game two, to see uh, a, co- a complete game shut out by the bullpen uh, and, and Tristan Stevens, uh, big confidence booster for him. Uh, he had a high URA coming in the game and just danced out of danger throughout the game, made really big pitches, uh, challenged – Challenge Wes Clark, one of the best hitters I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, and I've been around a lot of good players. Wes Clark is a mammoth human being. He takes an approach that only a professional does. And he came up, I think, multiple times uh, on Saturday with runners in scoring position. And and Stevens just got out of it. And uh, it, it may have been, you know, balls right at, at guys, but that's just baseball. And uh, to see Stevens not uh, really – pitch around him and just go right at West Clark was really cool to see. And then rounding it out on Sunday, I, I think it, it was a hands-on approach. And you see that, uh, I think we've seen that across the top 25 when you see a series already won before Sunday, coaches kind of are maybe more lax of day school and non-conference play trotting, you know, Johnny whole staff out there, uh, but getting guys reps in, in high leverage situations and uh, a clean sweep by Texas in Austin against uh, at the time, un- undefeated South Carolina, uh, number 12 in the country, was was huge for them. Yeah, so you going fraud on South Carolina? Fraud. Fraud. See, this, that was just me. My, my That's my SEC bias. I'll just say fraud. Yeah. Even though I'm, they're a really good team. So I think South Carolina is coming back from their early 2010s where they won two national cha- championships early on in the 2010s, and they're – they were the team. They were the team to beat. They were. They, they were going to Omaha, and when they were going to Omaha, you're like, well, shit. We got to win two out of three at the end. It's not going to happen. So I think South Carolina is on that path back to being one of those Omaha contenders year in, year out. But I think they're one year away. So with that being said, I'll go fraud for this year. But they could completely prove me wrong. South Carolina could be a, a great team, and they're just going to beat up on the SEC. Who knows? But they got swept by Texas. Right now they're a fraud. So that's what I'm going with. Continuing on over to the SEC West down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Do we have a fraud in LSU on our hands? I don't. We said it last week, right? I, I may have pre prematurely screamed fraud, but when Big Bad University of Texas San Antonio comes into to the box and pushes you for three games, yes, the end result was a it was a sweep. A, a clean sweep, three wins. But I f- feel like, and I f- think the timeline can agree, that those were probably the most stressful wins uh, in a long time down down in the box. Um, I don't want to say I don't want to say fraud because I've been screwing fraud for all these teams. But LSU, you can't let UTSA come down there and and, and beat your pitching staff around. So I'm going to say fraudulent right now. No, I, I think I agree because 
I was on the fence when I was writing down this segment and I was writing down the specific teams that I really wanted to nail down and see if they were a fraud or they are not. LSU is obviously one on there because LSU comes out every single year and they stink in March. February, March, beginning of April, you're like, what is what is going on down in the bayou? Like, yep. what are we doing? They're not hitting balls out. They're not winning games. They're losing to teams they should be quite handedly, just like they should have this weekend and just like they should have last weekend against Oral Roberts, who still only has three wins or four wins, two of which came be- against LSU. Pitiful. At LSU. Pitiful. 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 But LSU – I'm going fraud this year. They're they're not the same. Uh, they're just losing some games. They're not in it yet. They look to be in it because they had, I believe, two walk-offs this weekend against UTSA yeah. in two cracked-out games. It, it happens every year. LSU has one to six games that go extra innings that last way too long. It almost hit daylight savings time on Saturday. <laughs> like, you, you almost lost an hour while playing a game of baseball. It's, it's insane because – the last time we had an SEC tournament, they played 17 innings against Mississippi State. It was four. It was nearly 4 a.m. when I went to bed. It was miserable. LSU does some weird voodoo shit at the box. I don't know what happens, why there's extra innings all the time. But LSU, get it together, buddy. Look, it's not a talent thing either. Like, everyone listening now, like, I can hear the LSU SEC biases ripping through the veins right now it's not a talent thing absolutely not they have guys that are dudes that are going to be drafted in the in the first few rounds in this year's draft and it's it's not a talent thing it's just when you have a a utsa coming in to baton rouge like we expect a a 10-1-10-2 game not a game going to 3 a.m in the morning and we're over here waiting if, you know, the time is going to change for a walk-off to happen. Like, hey, a win is a win. I get that. They swept. When you look at the when you look at the box score at the end of the day, it's three wins on a weekend. But you got to make it convincing in non-conference because, hey, LSU, the SEC is about to come. And conference play is knocking on the door. And you're going to have games every weekend with dudes playing. And no disrespect to UTSA, but week in and week out, the SEC is going to be coming for LSU's neck. So um, I think it's it's a fraudulent stamp, but it's maybe just more of a wake-up call. Like, hey, get your shit together. Yeah, so LSU, y'all got to get ready because a team that has won, I believe, six games in a row and has only given up two runs over that span and scored 50-plus down in Starkville, Mississippi, they're heading down to the bayou this weekend – and they're coming to the box, and they've got a pitching staff. Okay, how about this, Stoney? How about this? Look, all, all my LSU people, I'm going to back you up right now. I, just, I know I just called you fraudulent. I know you're pissed off. But, Stoney, let's do this. Yep. I know Mississippi, Mississippi State is your school. Through and through, that's you, you live and die. Let's do a little lunch bet. I'll all back right. LSU this week, and okay. uh, the loser of the series has to buy lunch. Yeah, deal. That's, that's deal? easy. Both. That's easy. All right, LSU. Hey, Uncle Des is stepping up for you. Hey. Don't, don't be mad at me. Taking two out of three of the box. Been known to do that before. That's All right, great. moving on. We got our last SEC team of our fraud or not down in Gainesville, Florida Gators, number one team last year. Looked like the national championship contenders that we had known 
back in 2017 when they won the whole thing. Florida has some dudes on the bump. They dropped their opening series to Miami. They drop a midweek to FAU who just lost their weekend series and now dropped a Friday night game to Jacksonville. Florida Florida doesn't look like Florida this year. I don't know what it is, but that's fraud or not. I'm going to say not. I think Florida is in that situation where they have an extreme amount of talent um, due to what happened last year with COVID, uh, where players either going to the draft, not going to the draft, getting extra year eligibility, uh, the big high school recruiting class coming in. And I just think that that Florida staff needs to figure out uh, the right pieces. I think uh, they're not frauds. I think they're going to make a run. I think once they, it clicks for them, I think they're in the room. They're just looking to flip that light switch on. Um, and they're just looking for that light switch to, to flip on. I think uh, they're not frauds. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pull out the fraud card yet for Florida, but maybe it's a new stadium curse. Might be. It could be. Maybe the shitty stadium with that only held like 2,500 to 4,000 fans where you couldn't see a national championship contender every weekend. Maybe that was the key. Maybe too many people is putting too much pressure on the Gators. Who knows? I'm going to go not fraud yet. 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 Moving on to the West Coast. We got the UCLA Bruins, number eight team, I believe, in the country. Yep. Yeah. I or no, they're number six on D1 six. baseball. Dropping the series to Cal Poly, two out of three. Des, do we have a, a West Coast fraud on our hands? Look, no disrespect to West Coast baseball. They West Coast baseball is the base, best baseball. You have, you know the best golden hour games. You have the sun setting, you have, you know, the tiki bars rocking and you're playing some ball out there, but, but you can't drop two or three in non-conference play UCLA. Um, the Bruins are prestigious. The Bruins, when you think UCLA, you may think basketball, you may think all those wins, but I think of a Bauer and Cole, I think of, of the Bruins finally getting the win in the mid 2010s to, to get that championship, that elusive championship. I just think that um, they're sleepwalking a bit. And this early on in the season, it's a little early to call them frauds. Uh, Maybe my West coast bias. Cause I love that time, that time change over there, but I'm going to say not frauds right now, but I'm looking at the fraud button. I'm looking at it, not touching it, but I'm looking at it. Oh, man, I just – I don't know, dude. Like you said, that mid-2000s team, they, they actually beat my Mississippi State Bulldogs in the, yeah. the College World Series. Yeah, it's two games. It's very quick. It's very easy. The bats just didn't show up that weekend. But UCLA couldn't even get a streaming service to come for their first weekend. They didn't want to pay the extra $30,000 to get the cameras and the cords and everything else. $30,000 is not – not great. Not a lot of money for UCLA, which I believe just signed a deal with Jordan. Yeah. I, I, That's not great. You couldn't That's get Jordan great. to front $30,000 before you could make some money. Like $30,000 is a lot of money to people like you and me, Des. It's, it's a lot. It's a big, to a, big lump sum. A, a Pac-12 institution. Hey, UCLA, look at me right now. UCLA, listen to me right now. Just, just foot the bill. Just foot it. Let these boys be dudes. And foot the bill. Yeah, so they ended up 
getting it, I believe, a few weeks later, which is pitiful that you couldn't have it ready in the first place, neither here nor there. But they also have weird lights in their stadium to where it looks like it's dark all the time. Like if there is no sun, it is terrifyingly dark, and I don't know how people see the baseball. So UCLA, fix your lights, fix your streaming service, get it together. I'm going fraud. This is the first time we've disagreed. Oh, we're going fraud. Okay. I think right. I think they're a lot like South Carolina. They're they're coming back. Hey, they're West de- Coast, Best Coast. Listen, to Uncle Des, uh, you can welcome me with open arms while Uncle Stoney thinks you're fraudulent. So, just uh, take it to the mentions of at Rodoma Pod <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> Let me know. Um, and our last West Coast team, previously number seven in the rankings, currently number twenty-two in the rankings, UC Santa Barbara fraud or not that's that's tough right they haven't played great baseball but my west coast buys wants me to back them uh they had a sweep this weekend uh wasn't pretty but a, a win is a win like i've said uh you know what i'm gonna stay with the west coast best coast not fraud and that just may be me being me and burying myself in a corner but not fraudulent so as I said at the beginning of the segment, this is a teams that should be going to Omaha or should be going to a super regional. I I'm on the fence with this one. You see Santa Barbara, they they blew it last weekend. They did to Oregon. Yeah, 100%. But now, but now Oregon, we're look, we're looking at Oregon. Be the hottest team in the country. Hello. The, the Ducks won seven in a row, and then dropped the the last game to Oregon State. But a very good Oregon State team at Oregon State. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe Oregon went down to UC Santa Barbara. Yes, they did. So Oregon hasn't been home yet in like two weeks. Phil Knight's like, hey, what's up? Where, where, where are my ducks? And the ducks are beating ass. So UC Santa Barbara, I think I could still see them in a Super Regional just because they're on the West Coast. And I don't believe there's a lot of great West Coast teams right now. Yeah. That could completely change in conference play in three weeks. Like we could be here sitting in UCLA, USC. Oregon, Oregon State, they're all in the top 10, and we're all just eating crow right now. But with that being said, I'm going to go not fraud for now. For now. Look at you, Stoney. Look at you. Only West Coast is the best coast. Only because Oregon came in and beat some ass at Oregon State and UC Santa Barbara. So maybe Oregon is just a really, really, really good team, and UC, and UC Santa Barbara is good. Look, hey, Division One baseball, all the voters right now, I'm stepping up right now. If Oregon's not in the top 25 next week, I literally may set my house on fire because Oregon has done the thing throughout the last two weeks that deserves top 20. At least give them a vote. I don't, I mean, look, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt if you don't want to get, you want to wait one more week until conference play, but Oregon deserves some votes. They yeah, may they, not crack top 25, but give them some votes. They, they could be that first team out. Yeah, I'll, I'll they could be 26. I'm totally okay with that. I'm I would totally rather okay. them see them at like 23 because that's two vote. really good weekends. And a lot of teams had some really good weekends, a.k.a. Boston College. And they were at number 17, and then they just got their ass beat. So, that being said, our last fraud or not, it happens to be a conference. Okay. The ACC. Okay. What is going on there, Des? Fraud or not? Look. I don't want to generalize a entire conference. I know Miami's played their ass off and they've had 
COVID stuff, weather stuff, all this, all this thing down there in, in Coral Gables. I understand that. Um, but as a conference as a whole, ACC, you're looking a little fraudulent. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying, Stoney? It's, it's that thing when you're, you're at the bar with your buddy and your buddy's like, hey, look at that girl over there. And you're like, oh, man, I'm not seeing what you're seeing. But he thinks it's freaking Scarlett Johansson over there in the corner. You're just like, man, I don't know. I'm not seeing what you're seeing, but, you know, you know do you, man? Like, you know, a, a win is a win. And we're looking at it, and I'm just like, ACC, I don't see it. I, di- I don't. I don't want to say fraud on this early in the season, especially with conference play, but we're kind of looking at that bar over there. Like, I don't, I'm not feeling it, bro. Not feeling it. So I'm going to say not fraud, but there's a definite shout Houston Astros asterisk there. Yeah. So, you know, the fun meter where it's, it's red, (laughs) it's yellow and it's green. Yes. Right. So if we're going to have a fraud meter, I'm on the lower half of yellow. Okay. That's fair. They're a little fraud, but they're not too fraud. So they're not fraud in technically. If we're speaking technically here, they're not fraud. Correct. But they have my attention on that meter. It is creeping over to that red side where it's going to scream fraud. Fraud in all caps, exclamations out the ass. It is there. It's it's coming around because we got Miami. Miami, The button's on the table. Miami is good. They're they're just good. They're not great. We thought they're going to be great this year, especially after taking that series from Florida on opening weekend. Louisville, looking pretty bad over the first few weekends. This weekend came in and swept Boston College. Not sure how good Boston College is because I don't believe Auburn is a very good baseball team either. So with that being said, those are your two really big ACC teams that are should be in that top 10 and you all season Virginia long. drop out this past week. Virginia started the season in the top 25, and they're not even there. Notre yeah. Dame might be the best ACC team, and are they, they technically they an ACC team? might be, yes, 100%. They, they hit tanks. Touchdown Jesus, home run Jesus, they may be the best ACC team. Now, as a Notre Dame hater in football, <laughs> I might be a Notre Dame truther in baseball because those gold helmets on the baseball field look pretty sick, and when you hit 500-foot home runs over green monsters and stuff, I'm going to have a lot of fun with it, all right? So Notre Dame? Maybe you're the ACC team that proves everybody wrong and, you're, and the ACC isn't fraud. But for now, I'm looking at it, and I don't see a lot of greatness. Louisville, they might just have gotten off on the wrong foot, but they're still giving up a lot of runs and a very deep pitching staff. So I'm, I'm on the fence. Like I said, the meter, it's creeping in the yellow zone. Amen. Ne- next week, we could just full-blown fraud it. Full, yeah, full-blown call Chase Bank right now. Hey, fraud alert right so they started acc play this week and it's just it it didn't look great a lot of runs were scored georgia tech absolutely fraud 18 runs in one game is insane to a team that's unranked and now at the top of the conference pittsburgh is the top of the conference and they're unranked that says a lot about your conference for now yes so I'm sure next week the SEC is going to fall flat on its ass and I'm going to have to call the SEC frauds next week. But neither here nor there, ACC, you're, you're creeping. You're creeping a little bit. You're on the list. ACC, you're on the list. You're, you're on the road to Omaha pod list. You better do something next week. Please. I want better baseball out of that Atlantic Coast Conference. All right. So that was our first 
fraud or not segment. Maybe it'll happen some more. Maybe it won't. Maybe if the best teams in the country, they're just doing their job and we don't have to worry about the fraud or not list because they're doing their jobs. They're beating the teams they should be and they're losing to the teams that they should be. But next on the road to Omaha pod, we got our players of the week from this past weekend and some pretty good conference play coming up for some really good series next weekend. So that's coming up next on the road to Omaha pod. And welcome back to the Road to Omaha podcast presented by Apollo Media. Make sure to follow on Twitter at Road to Omaha pod. And on the podcast, give us five-star reviews. Write a review if you enjoyed it enough to write a review. I usually am like, ah, I hear that. And then sometimes I really enjoy the episode. I write a review. It, it really helps us out and gives us some great feedback and on what we need to fix, what we need to keep on doing. So subscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe unsubscribe subscribe five-star review write a review follow us on twitter now des we had a lot of great baseball this weekend right a lot of great baseball so with that being said there are obviously some really good baseball players that played some baseball last weekend all across the country all over the place so what we're going to do we're going to each have two players of the week so des start us off who's your first player of the week yeah, I, I understand a lot of people are now probably like, oh, Des is probably going with the Texas guy. It can, I can easily go Ty Madden, easily go Stevens, who, who, who got two big dubs uh, on the weekend. Um, but I'm not. I'm, I'm going to pivot a bit and to touch base on your resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe for the five-star review here for the Rodoma pod. Um, I'm just going to zag. I'm going to zag when everyone thinks I'm going to zig. And I'm going to go Tim Elko, Ole Miss. Listen to this stuff. I mean, this is when I saw this stat line, I, I, I was flabbergasted. And I use that word because I'm working on my SAT vocabulary. I was flabbergasted because he batted 586 with seven bombs, 23 RBIs, slugging 1.448 in the month of March. And we are at March 14th. In two weeks, he's got seven bombs. 23 stakes, batting 586. Banana land. Banana. Build the statue. I will be the first person to lay the brick. Tim Elko from Ole Miss. Bananas. That's my guy. As an unbiased national college baseball journalist here and podcaster, when you said Ole Miss, it threw me off a little bit. I had to put my biases aside. You threw them aside. I looked at the numbers. I looked at them. They don't lie. The numbers They're don't gaudy. lie. They're gaudy. They're gaudy. He's it. cracked. He's absolutely cracked. He's playing on rookie mode right now in MLB The Show. He's he's the rookie. He's he's coming in and he's mashing. Absolutely mashing heading into SEC play. Why are you pitching to this kid? 23 stakes? 23 in two weeks. And you're pitching to him. Every team that has played against Ole Miss, that head coach, you know what? You're on my fraud list. So, listener, go back and let's see who Ole Miss play. Hey, 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 Skipper, you're you're on my fraud list because you should not let this Elko kid come up to the plate with runners in scoring and pitch to him, walk him, Barry Bonds him, walk the bases loaded. Do not pitch to this kid. You know why? He's gonna hit a fucking tank off you, and he's gonna end your season really early on. So, shout out all those coaches. You're on my fraud list. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Seven home runs in two weeks is. 
incredible in the first place because you're only probably playing eight, maybe nine games in those two weeks. And then you're adding 23 ribbies, slugging 1.4. It's just stupid numbers, all right? Stupid. Stupid. And I hate the powder blues. I had to take off my (laughs) my biases for a second. But the kids mashing, I can't can't knock them for that. Shout out to him. All right, so my first player of the week, up in Indiana, the Hoosiers, known for some baseball. Big Ten. Oh, wait, no, no, no. They're known for basketball, right? Nah. I guess I'm like that. Maybe they're known for baseball now because – March Madness. I don't know. McCade Brown came in on Saturday afternoon and threw seven hitless innings. Seven hitless innings. That's that's a really good start. That's an – I would think what? Maybe what? Five, six strikeouts and and seven scoreless, Tony? Am I wrong? Yeah. So, like, if you're in the SEC and you're getting ten plus strikeouts, you're 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 a stud. And if yeah, you're in the absolutely. Big Ten and you're throwing seven shutty innings, you're you're probably getting ten strikeouts, right? You would 10? think so. Is ten the number that we're going with here? No, yeah, it was sixteen that. strikeouts. Sixteen. Sixteen strikeouts out of twenty-one outs that he got. Sixteen of them were by the K. All right. That's a lot of strikeouts. That, by my numbers here, yeah. I, by by my mathematical equations, sixteen strikeouts is a lot. That's, all right, that's that's a bit. That's a good number. Yeah. So McKay Brown of Indiana baseball, congratulations, my pl- first player of the week. Because seven innings pitch, hitless, you're you're already on the radar. But then you add sixteen Ks to it, it's not even close. You're, you're the first star. Is that our first Big Ten player of the week? I believe so because yeah. I think this is their second week of playing baseball. Welcome back, Big Ten. Congrats, you, you late to the show, but as per usual. But it's okay. Hey. I'm, we're we're glad that you're back. Would you have that many K's in seven innings? We'll throw the fucking parade. We'll and they jumped right into conference play, so can't fault them there. Des, who's your second player of the week? Yeah, uh, obviously I'm going back to last week's theme, and it's the Vandy boys, right? It's uh, not Mr. Jack Ladder. It's going to be Kumar Rocker this week. Uh, going to Oklahoma State, we talked. We highlighted this series. Uh, we thought it was going to be a big series for Oklahoma State. Obviously, they took one of three, which, hey, stealing one is great. But when you got to face this guy, uh, Mr. Mister Rocker himself, eight innings, two hits, one walk, and nine strikeouts. And, the, and you look at that stat line, you're just like, it's a normal stat line for him, which is – it's crazy to say that's just a normal line for him. Um, but he makes it look so effortless. Like you don't, when you look at it, you're just like, how many high stressful innings has this kid had in his career? And it's not much because his stuff is electric. He's one of one or one of two in this year's draft. And his buddy who's taking the toad in the rock behind him is, is either one, one or one, two. Um, it's, it's special. And I think, uh, as a college baseball fan, to see these guys toe the rubber every single week, um, we're despoiled. And so eight innings, two hits, one walk, nine strikeouts in a dub. Mr. Rocker, you're my uh, number two player of the week. Yeah, and for the folks at home right here, Vanderbilt is a very good team with two incredibly good pitchers. So as he said last week, we had Jack Leiter as a player of the week. This week we got Kumar Rocker. We're going to keep him off the list from now on. Unless they throw a complete game shutout, a no-hitter, or they hit the 16K mark, 
we won't have them on there. They're they're just going to be honorable mentions every week, probably. So 100%. that's, that's going to be just fine. So it's not a Vandy bias. It's not an SEC bias. They're just really, really just good really at throwing a baseball, good really baseball. hard, and throwing it really with incredible movement. Jack Leiter is just stupid. Kumar Rocker, he does it with such a swagger. It's scary, dude. He throws the pitch. It's a strikeout. It's 96 miles an hour right past, and he just walks off the mound like nothing even happened. I, I think we're really like we're not appreciating what these kids are doing, right? These 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 guys and I I can hear it now SEC blah blah blah. Hey, I'm a Big Twelve guy. I'm not an SEC guy, but to see what what Rocker does at six five two fifty, like he's a tight end. It's he could be a power forward or a tight end at Vanderbilt, and also win you a game on Saturday in the middle of SEC play. It's special. And I think it would be dishonest on us not to highlight them week in and week out. This is even touch base. Hey, honorable mention, because they are the standard. And so um, throughout the weeks and throughout the road to Omaha, we're going to highlight these kids because they're the best. They're simply the fucking best. Yeah, and speaking of tight ends, like Kumar Rucker could be a tight end. Mississippi State, however, actually has a tight end that plays left field for him. Not a big deal. Plays tight end for Mike Leach, and then in the spring, That's just says, screw fun. it. I'm going to the dude, and I'm going to play some left field and hit some tanks. Not a big deal. Shout out Brad Compass. All right, so with my second player of the week, Sunday, this afternoon, we had the number one team, Arkansas Razorbacks. They're flying high, and they're undefeated. They had a not a walk-off, but it was a go-ahead home run and extras on Friday. They're looking good. They're looking great. They're feeling good. They're they're swaggy. They're bat flipping everywhere. Jarrett Wharf. Jarrett Wharf of Louisiana Tech came in and gave him a complete game shutty against Arkansas. That's strong. Complete game. You don't see that very often. Like Kumar Rocker, he had a no-hitter back in the postseason in 2019. The guy's a stud. He's going to be 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, like we said. But Jarrett Wharf of Louisiana Tech, they had some fans in the stands. Let me tell you, no mass, a lot of fans, not political No mass, just vibes. No, no politics here at all. But it was nice to see a crazy fan environment on TV with baseballs flying out of the yard and this guy throwing a complete game shutty against number one Arkansas on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, when, when I'm a head coach, you – you expect your Friday night starter to, to go out there and give your best, right? And you have your Saturday guy. He's he's going to be your future Friday guy, most likely. Um, you're not expecting the world from your uh, expectations to your Friday guy, but you know your Saturday guy. But your Sunday guy, that's a jo- Johnny Holstaff guy, right? That's, that's hey, well, how many innings we get out of this, out of this cat is going to be good, and then we're going to go bullpen. Uh, so when you have your your Sunday guy going complete game shutting against the number one team in the country, um, that's pretty fucking strong. So that's uh, shout out him. He deserves our recognition and uh, being the play of the week. Yeah. So I had McKay Brown and Jarrett Worf. Des, who were your two? I had Rocker and I had uh, Mr. Ole Miss, the the guy who I probably should be the governor of Ole Miss right now because of how many bombs he's had in the last you know two weeks uh mr elko tim elko yeah for sure so players of the week those are our four studs and uh 
there's going to be a lot of good baseball. There's going to be a lot of great performances. We're just getting started. We haven't. Absolutely. So we got Big 12 and SEC starting to hit some conference play, like the ACC and the Big 10 and the Pac-12. They've already kind of started it. And there's some really great teams in those conferences. Like we've said, we've gone over all of them. There, There's a lot of good baseball. But like I said earlier, it just, just means a little bit more downtown. It just means more. So we got – Big 12 teams, we got SEC teams, and they're playing against each other starting next weekend. And I mean, let me just say this before we get into some games for next week. Yeah. Last year, I'm at Mississippi State. I'm working for the athletic department, working with the baseball team, yada, yada, yada. I go to Chicago for spring break. I'm coming home on a Thursday so I can go to Starkville that night after I fly in to Huntsville, Alabama, drive back to Starkville so I can work the Arkansas and Mississippi State game that weekend. Three great games, ranked matchup. We're going to see who's the best of the best. Shuts down. Thursday, Thursday they said we're only going to have essential staff, so our our boss says we're not coming in, yada, yada, yada. Twelve hours later, it's gone. Baseball's gone. I don't work for the baseball team anymore. Terrible experience. But here we are, SEC play. It's finally back. And in Nashville, Des, who do we got in Nashville this weekend? Yeah, I I think the uh, like you touched based on just baseball not being there, um, and now here we are a year later and, and sports are back. It's it's exciting, right? So it, in Nashville, we got South Carolina coming in, coming into town to play Bandy. Um, Twelve versus two. I think South Carolina obviously going to lose some ranking. Shout out Texas for knocking them off the uh, little podium there. Uh, Texas is back, folks. Uh, that's going to be a great matchup Friday night, uh, South Carolina and Bandy. Um, super excited to see, obviously, you know, Rocker and Lighter and, and, and company. But um, these teams are going to beat up on each other, right? It's going to be a war. Um, and that's what's going to start off here in uh, Nashville. Yeah, so South Carolina, they got swept last weekend. So they're, they're going to be hurting. And they're, they're going to be hungry for some wins. And they're, they're going to have to do it against – one, one, and one, two in the MLB draft this summer. It's going to be nuts. South Carolina, they, if they can steal two out of three, we've got full on chaos in the first week of SEC play. It's, it's going to be tremendous. Absolutely. I'm rooting for that because I, I'm a maker of chaos. I love chaos when it comes to college baseball. baseball. So USC and Vandy, it's going to be fun. They're going to be in Nashville. So they're 2,000 fans. Maximum capacity in their stadium is actually 2,000 or 2,500. So we're going to see like 250 people there. It's pretty pitiful, terrible sports town. Get Vandy out of Nashville. That's my protest. <laughs> no match, just vibes in Vandy with maybe max capacity at their 25% capacity. Yeah. And then over in the big 12 down in Lubbock, Texas, we got yeah. a little Oklahoma state and Texas tech action does. I think, think a that? lot of people are not talking about Texas tech and they're just winning ball games. Texas Tech is just doing what they do, and that's just win. And we can look back in the last decade, and, and Texas Tech has been a perennial player in the Big 12 and throughout uh, the road to Omaha. And so um, they're just winning. And we have Oklahoma State and Tech playing each other, and I'm excited. I mean, it's Oklahoma State um, is before, you know, this week's rankings is sitting at 13 before the two losses to Vandy. But – and Tech obviously winning, 
uh, and sweeping the weekend. So you have a, you're going to have a top 25 matchup and it's going to be good baseball. Like obviously it's, it's a, it's going to be a bar for Oklahoma state. Um, shout out to our boy BDC, who's a diehard Oklahoma state fan. Uh, but this is going to be uh, setting the bar and seeing if Oklahoma state's for real or not. And Texas tech, they just win. And so um, they're quietly just going about their business and, and winning no bad flips, no raw, raw on the mound. They just, they just went out in Lubbock. So uh, going to be really interesting to see this series uh, play out. Um, super excited to see big 12 play kick off. Uh, the one matchup I do want to talk about, and I, we didn't put it in our producer's notes, but um, I'm going to put it on the radar. And I really think TCU, we didn't say on the fraud list, they may be fraudulent, Stoney. TCU might be fraudulent. They had a really tough weekend in Houston at the College Classic, getting walked off against Sam Houston, dropping a game at Texas State, dropping games this weekend, and now they go to La Tech. Excuse me. They go to the Raging Cajuns. Excuse me. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that, Raging Cajuns. They go to ULL and – uh, hey, that's a that's a tough atmosphere right there. So TCU, uh, hey, you may be on our fraud list next week. Yeah, I, I almost put them down there, but we already had a few teams, so they're they're definitely going to be on that list for fraud or not next next week. But uh, yeah, the Horn Frogs, they don't look like the Horn Frogs of 2016 anymore. They don't. The Big 12's tough. You're gonna have to win a lot of games against a lot of really good competition. So TCU, yeah, y'all are. You're on the fringe there, boys. Um, so, yeah, back to Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. Texas Tech, they're they're the standard for the Big 12 for the last pretty much decade, honestly. They're, they're the ones going to Omaha. They're the ones winning games. And they're a really good team. They had a rough weekend. They went 0-3, like we said, against the SEC in that first weekend in Houston. But they've turned it around. They're still in the top 10. I mean, they're going to be okay. I'm not sure – where they're going to end up at the end of the season. I mean, it obviously d depends on uh, how this conference play goes. And it's a good first test because Oklahoma State, they beat up on Vandy today, but they got beat up by Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. So there's a lot of curiosity with that series, I think, because I think either one of those teams could be one or two in the Big 12 at the end of the season. Yeah. But moving on. Moving on. We got SEC play. It's a – it's it should be a national holiday when we get SEC baseball <laughs> here again. Here we go. Because it's just better. It's just better. Here no, it's, it's not. College baseball all around is incredible. I love all of it. I keep up with all of it. Follow at Road to Omaha Pod on Twitter because we're tweeting out everything when it comes to SEC, Big Twelve, ACC, Mid Major, Pac Twelve, Big Ten. We got it all, guys. All we got it. it all. All of it. And I got called out for little biases last weekend. You did. Even though I had more Texas and more Vanderbilt tweets hey, over the weekend. Sometimes people don't want the Bulldogs to hunt. They just sometimes don't want to hear don't. about what happens down in Starkville, Mississippi in the left field lounge. But here, we're going to Baton Rouge to the frauds. To the frauds. The LSU fraud Tigers. Get it together. Because Mississippi State's coming to town. And they've got some studs coming in. As and it's our lunch bet. And it's our lunch bet. So I'm a, lunch big, bet. I'm a big go Tigers fan this week. We got a lot of Tiger fans in the Apollo community and in the Apollo roster. So I'm going to hear a lot of shit over the weekend. And I, I may hear a lot of shit if it goes wrong. I don't believe it will go wrong. Look, Stoney, I, if you don't know me and everyone listening of 
of the the charisma and the showman I am uh, being Apollo Des. I'm telling you, if if the if the Tigers sweep the Bulldogs this weekend, I may get a Tiger tattoo on my face. And I'm not even an LSU fan. That's just how I'm committed to the bit. Look, you can put your face on a Tiger King logo and just tweet it at me <laughs> all damn weekend long if that happens. Because Christian McLeod, 11Ks, five innings on Friday night. Eric Sarantola, who people aren't talking about because he doesn't have a lot of command on his pitches and stuff, and he can't find the strike zone his first three years of college. And here he is, the Canadian six foot six redhead. He's just pumping gas, 97 miles an hour. He's going to be a first-rounder just because he can throw 97 miles an hour. He gets up to 100. It's nuts. It's crazy. He figured it out on Saturday. Update, one run. It was a lucky home run because he threw it 100 miles an hour. It just flew off the bat. Of course it's going to go out. One run, a lot of strikeouts, four innings pitched. He's he's figuring it out, boys. Uh-oh, happy learned how to putt. <laughs> Eric Sarantola is coming to town on Saturday. And then Sunday, you got the freshman stud, Jackson Frista, who, by the way, threw six perfect innings um, last weekend and then threw a pretty good game here on Sunday. So I'm I'm not worried about the LSU frauds right now. But then the last pitcher we got to talk about here from Mississippi State is Landon Sims. Buddy. A specimen. Buddy. A specimen. 11.2 innings pitched, Des. How many strikeouts do you think Landon Sims has accumulated over this month of baseball that we've had so far? Look, I know the answer already. I know the answer because we talked about it off air, and it's stupid. And I'm going to let – I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to let you say it. But when I hear a pitcher has only pitched 11.2 innings and then I hear the amount of strikeouts, one, that's wild. Two, I would, I would say the accumulation of minutes he spent on the mound – it's got to be under 10 minutes because this dude gets on the rubber and stays on the rubber and waits for the batter to dig it. And he, Hey, here's my fastball. How far can you hit it? No, nobody. You're not going to touch it. I think he's literally spent about 10 minutes this year on the mound. And uh, Stoney, I'll let you say how many strikeouts this cat has because it's yeah. absolutely bananas. So Landon Sims, he comes in, he looks at you. He probably gives up a leadoff double. That's fine. Because you know what the next three batters are going to do? They're going to fan at a 94 to 96 mile an hour fastball. And then a disgusting changeup and a disgusting slider. This kid throws a meatball and people don't see it. It's weird. I don't understand it. It's, it's but very I love much it. like Christian Javier for the Astros. Very yeah, much like that. It's an invisible because it just tails at the last second. And you have no idea. But Landon Sims, buddy, it, 11.2 innings, all right? 11.2. So just a little bit over a game's worth of innings. 30 strikeouts. Bananas. 30. Bananas. He's on the Golden Spikes Easily. awards list. Easily. Like, he's, Give him he's, all the awards. He's going to be up there, and he's probably going to make it through the semifinals. He might make it as a finalist if he continues this through SEC play. If you continue through this through SEC play, it's it's a foregone conclusion. Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter, they can kiss you goodbye. It's – it's Landon Sims because he's coming out of the pen in high-pressure situations. Bases are loaded, no outs. And he comes in, he just fans three in a row. He gets yep. the count to three and two, and he says, screw it, I'm going to throw my fastball, and you're not going to be able to hit it. Here's my fastball. How far can I hit it? You're not going to touch it. See ya. Good yeah. Day. So shout out to Landon Sims. Mississippi State heading to the box at LSU. It's going to be a heck of a series. I know I called LSU frauds. We got a lunch bet on it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I called LSU frauds, and I'm backing them. That's how much I'm – going against your Mississippi State Bulldogs for content. Those dogs are coming, boys. And then lastly, as an honorable mention, 
I think those were the biggest ranked matchups we have coming up this weekend. And we got some more SEC play. Yeah, I know SEC bias, but there's a lot of good series when you get SEC teams to play against each other. So Texas A&M, a team that we have not mentioned once on this podcast. We have really on Twitter because they disappeared after the first weekend. They lost two out of three to Xavier and looked bad. And no one said anything because Texas A&M, they're going to be good. I think they're going to be just fine. They've got some arms in that pitching staff. They're, I don't know if their hitters are there as like they normally do, but Texas A&M, they're going to be okay. But they're going to Gainesville, and they're playing Florida, who we had on our fraud or not list. We both called not fraud for now. But if they drop the series to Texas A&M, I'm, I'm pulling the F word for the Florida Gators. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously being a Texas fan, Texas A&M is always little brother to my perspective. Uh, but I've had a lot of good friends go play over there. I've had a lot of them uh, had great college careers at um, Olsen Field. And, um, yeah, I'm partial to their success, and I, I, I cheer them on in College Station. Um, Bluebell Park is obviously a great name. <laughs> obviously, that's as Texas as Texas could be. Might as well call it Bucky's you know, Bucky's park because that's uh, blue bill is, is, is a Texas, a Texas theme. Um, so we haven't really talked about A&M much, uh, but they're playing some good baseball of late. And I think they're rolling a bit going into sec play. Uh, obviously this will be a good test for, for the boys down in college station going into uh, Florida and playing those guys. Uh, and I, I don't know. We may be sitting here in a couple of weeks and, and talking about a top 25 team in Texas A&M. Yeah, it's completely possible. So Texas A&M, they're heading to Florida. Florida's first test came against Miami. Miami took care of them. So, I mean, there it's a lot, of, a lot on the line here for the fraud or not list and our top 25 and everybody else's top 25. The Aggies could do some damage to it, and they could enter the top 25 pretty quickly because Florida's yeah. number five. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, that, those are our four notable matchups for next week. That doesn't mean any of the other games that we didn't mention aren't shouldn't be on this list. It's just the ones that stuck out to me and Stanley, Dad. I'll give you one more. I'll give, give you me. one more. What's this up? is for my West, our West Coast peeps. Uh, Arizona, UCLA. Maybe mm. Arizona may be jumping out of the top, the top 25, but UCLA should be there even though having a rough weekend. Um that 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 could be a sneaky sneaky series out on the West Coast, Arizona UCLA. Yeah, I mean, they're Arizona UCLA are some perennial Omaha teams over the last twenty years or so. They're they're really good baseball teams. They're really good baseball programs. So having the first matchup against those two is going to be pretty special. We're going to stay up late and watch some games, and we'll see if those Bruins or those Wildcats are figuring it out. And the Pac-12 is not a fraud conference, but. That's that's to be seen. So UCLA, Absolutely. Arizona, it's going to be a good series. Uh, I'm hoping for some really good tight baseball games, maybe some extra innings, late night West Coast baseball. It's going to be great. Amen. Nay, freaking men. So those are the series that we've decided that stood out to us. Next weekend, it's going to be a wildly chaotic team or wildly chaotic weekend because we got SEC, Big Twelve. Everybody's playing against their own conference, which is the best time of the year because conference I was about to say, play, we've been waiting for this for for over a year because we got robbed of it last year a literal year we've been waiting for this it's insane so conference plays here 
SEC Big 12 are getting into it. We're going to have some dogfights over the next few weekends as SEC Big 12, Pac-12, ACC, Big 10, all these teams start just gouging each other's eyes out weekend after weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to see a lot of gas. We're going to see a lot of homers. We're going to see some walk-offs. We're going to see some shit talking online. So that being said, follow at Road to Omaha Pod on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast. Unsubscribe. Resubscribe. Leave a five-star review. And then write a review if you feel called to do so. So this is episode two of Road to Omaha Pod. Des, you got anything to go back on? Texas is back, folks. Texas is back. You heard it here first or 437th. I don't know. (laughs) They're always back, guys. Texas is always back. They're always back. Just know that. So follow the pod on Twitter. Follow the pod on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts on. This is week two of the Road to Omaha pod presented by Apollo Media. We'll see you guys next week. Love you guys.